You're listening to Chatting with Copywriters. I'm your co-host, Bobby Lind. And I'm Kimberly Camp. In each episode, we break down the mysteries of copywriting and marketing. In today's episode, we talk about how to help your copywriter produce the best copy for you so that you can get the most results out of it. But before we get to that, Kimberly, I've got a question for you. As always, Fabi, I love our questions. Hit me with it. What are we talking about today? So this one, it's not as in-depth as we've gone beforehand because we just got off of a holiday weekend and I'm going to throw you a softball. What'd you do this weekend? Oh, (laughs) yeah. So uh, I definitely took advantage of the fact that it was a holiday weekend to do nothing very strenuous and relax. Uh, Uh, I love those weekends. uh, I've been trying to catch up on for over a year. And finally got the chance to finish the series. Uh, The show is called 12 Monkeys. As most of our listeners know, I'm a huge sci-fi nerd. And it's based off of the movie of the same name, but way more convoluted. It's all about time travel and jumping here and fixing this event there and fixing that event here. And then you're like, wait a minute, when are they? So wait a minute, like Loopers or Terminator or any of those ones where they do any, or what's that, Hot Tub, Time Machine, all the ones that are jumping back and forth? I know, you're like, wait, what year is it? What happened? What happened before? Have they done this one thing that I just saw? Did that happen yet? And, yeah. you know, it's like, I want a map. Can I get a timeline of what's going on? What happened before? <laughs> I am going to, okay, this thing is four seasons long. I'm going to need to rewatch the entire thing to make sure I really understood the finale. But it was a lot of fun. So <laughs> that was good. Uh, how about you, Bobby? What did you do on this holiday weekend? You know, funnily enough, you should mention maps because in a pseudo roundabout what sort of way, that's exactly what we, you know, we did too. Uh, so my family and I went to, yeah, we, well, no, not mapping, but <laughs> my family and I went to the, um, you know, one of the Renaissance festivals here in Texas. Oh, I'm also a big fan of those. Which one oh. did you go to? We went to, was it, was it called uh, the Scarborough Fair? Okay. And, um, you know, not, not too far from where we are here in, in the Dallas area, but this thing is, this thing is huge. And what was really interesting is, you know, I mean, look, I've been to the Maryland Renaissance Festival, which is just a, a beautiful village that, there with all the, I mean, the buildings are permanent. It's not a pop-up thing. And I've been to a couple of those. Those ones aren't always seems to be as fun, but the the Scarborough fair was another one that was like the Maryland Renaissance festival where big sprawling plot of land and all of these permanent buildings that were set up very, you know, this is very well done. And the problem is you get lost very (laughs) easily or you, you go, Oh my God, where, we just, where am I? What is around me? Where can I get my giant turkey leg and all that? I got to run into a night. Yes. Am I going to run into a knight? Uh, You know, my kids were pointing out, like, they saw somebody who looked like Gandalf. We saw somebody who was completely dressed like a dragon, who I was totally crushing on because I'm like, oh, yay, dragons. Um, My first thought is, oh, God, hot. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I said. (laughs) And, you know, it's Texas. It's the start of the summer. And it's already hot here. So, you know, but it it required a map for us to try and figure out where do we want to go? What are some of the coolest places that we want to see while we're there? Because this thing is huge and it's our first time being there. So we wanted to kind of, we wanted to go to the parts of, you know, that that we wanted to see and they've got, you know, you can buy the program, you know, for an additional cost, you can also buy the program or you can go around and find wherever their little free maps are or whatever that is. So, you know, so in a roundabout way, I actually used a map, although you wanted one. <laughs> yes, I wanted a map that like plotted from point A to point B and how everything happens. But you know what? That's a that's a really good point um, and a nice segue into our topic for today because maps 
or having an idea of how to get the most out of what you're doing. I mean, you were at this huge, huge fair and most of those, um, I've been to one before as well. And you know, the bigger they are, it's like, wow, there's so many things to do in every stage. You know, there's 10 stages, every stage is something you want to see. And you're like, I only have six hours. What am I going to do? So let's, let's kind of move on then to our topic for today about how to get the best copy and how to help your copywriter make the best copy for you so you can get the best results from it. Yeah. So one of the things that I do with a lot of my clients is, first of all, I ask them for a bunch of information up front, right? And if you wanted to call this sort of a map to success of copy, right? This is all the different things that I would hand, you know, either hand to or tell my client that I need from them. Because look, I can do a bunch of research and do always do a bunch of research on whatever it is that I'm talking about, even if it's a subject that I've written about, you know, over and over and over again, because there's always something, you know, there's new information, there's a new way to spin it. There's potentially a new ingredient or, you know, a new material that's used or just a new way to spin the data. There's always something new. So there's an element of research that has to come. But one of the things that's important is what the client has already done, already tried the way that they've done things, you know? So, you know, I ask for that information and then begin kind of that roadmap of here's the things that they can provide to me to help me either hone my research or even to ignore other areas. So if they've tried this very specific way of, of um, marketing their stuff and it didn't work, well, then I don't need to go down a rabbit hole that might take me to that, that situation again. Absolutely. And one of the things I always do for my clients as well is as soon as the paperwork's done, right, I send them a detailed list. I was like, if you have any of these types of items, please send them to me. Here's a folder. Just drop them all in. I will do the, you know, the in-depth reading and research. I'll let you know if I have any questions. Because one of my big things, I do a lot of web projects. I do a lot of, uh, you know, web content and creating lead generation funnels. And for that to work, Mm -hmm. I need to know, what are people searching for? You know, how many people are visiting your site? If you want a a specific conversion rate, I need to find out if that's even possible with the amount of traffic you're currently getting. And while, Uh you know, I do a lot of research as well, and I have a ton of tools to help with SEO, help with competitor research, there's nothing better than what you currently have on your own dashboard. And any kind of access I can get to that, you know, access to the analytics, How many people go to that particular page? How did they find it? What are they, you know, where are they going next? Those are the Uh kinds of items um, I really love. I'm I'm a huge data nerd as well. And Uh kind of figuring out where everyone's coming from is a great place to figure out, okay, so where do they need to go next? Because the customer journey, it's going to vary. Like the messaging you put on one particular page, if you think they're getting there from the homepage, but in reality, they're getting there from social media, that might be a very different type of experience that they need and different types of information they're looking for. So your call to action might even change. Yeah, absolutely. You know, another thing that I, that I like that really helps me is to interview my client And then my clients, customers or clients or whatever they want to call them, you know, and it's not talking to all of them, right? You know, but you need like two or three, right? That's two, Two or three of their customer interviews because you get an awful lot of information from that as well. You know, and there's, uh, you know, and and I'll ask, I ask the questions that I'm going to try and answer to my client anyways, are things like, you know, Hey, so who was this product for? And what does this product do? And, you know, all those types of things. I'm going to ask them those questions and, whether they know the answer or not, and most of the people that I deal with at least have some idea on that type of answer. They may have a special formulist, you know, or things like that, or they have, you know, the, 
the doctor in the background that explains why these lenses are better than these lenses or any, you know, they, they may not be the subject matter expert, but they're the owner of the product. And so they actually know more than, than they think they do. And so getting that information from them, even though there's, there's times and I've, you know, I've had somebody and I think you have as well. That's like, you know, why am I answering these questions? Isn't that why I've got you? Your answer, you're, you know, you're answering these questions for me to help me understand how you're going, you know, how I'm going to present you in this product and how I'm going to get it so that it is your product and not somebody else's, you know, those types of things. And there's a lot of that goes into that, but that's another way that you can really help your copywriter produce some of the best copy that you'll ever get. Right. And that's another thing about, um, you know, asking the questions, you know, there's a popular phrase, you don't know what you don't know. But in some cases, it's also you don't know what you do know. Because the copywriter is an outsider, right? They're kind Mm -hmm. of approaching your product, they're approaching your service from a customer's viewpoint. And while something may be really obvious to the owner, of course, this is the big thing. Other people may not be aware of that, especially if it's a newer product or if it's a newer service or it's a newer area that a lot of people aren't um, aware of yet. You need to be able to kind of explain why that's going to be of a benefit to your customer. And the best way to do that is to ask the questions of the owner. It's like they're the best advocate, right, for the product they're talking about. So, you know, when you sit down, as you said, you know, you sit down, you do a short interview, right? It doesn't have to be that long. Like 30 minutes can give you a wealth of information. Um, and, you know, one other thing I like to ask for as well is customer service tickets. Now, people look at me and they're like, they're yes. crazy. They're like, what is that going to do? We've already fixed the problem, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's a problem or not. Some people call in the customer service because there's nothing wrong, right? There's no issue. Uh, with the product itself, but they're unclear about how to best use it. Maybe they don't know how to get the most out of it. Maybe they think they're doing something, but it wasn't the results they expected. So they're looking to see how they can improve those results. And customer service tickets are people who've already invested. They've already bought in. They are already happy usually with the product, but they're looking for a little something extra. So then you can figure out what was the reason they bought. What was the reason they were looking for more detail on And then you can create the materials around that to kind of promote exactly what it is that you do. And there's nothing better. Okay. You know, you have your advocate in the owner and then you also have your advocate in the customers who are already happy. So, you know, looking through those customer service tickets and finding out those common issues is a great way to bring in new people. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's interesting when you get a lot of them that are like, oh, you know, it's just complaining about one thing. And I'm like, yeah, can I see? Cause that you also get an element of the voice of the customer Um, you know, where they're saying, well, here's what I tried or here's what I don't like. And that's, you know, that's important and something that I think that we'll discuss on in in another, in another topic is the voice of the customer. But it, it's, it's really interesting to see there, there's, there are some people that they're just like, whatever you need, I'll get you because I I know it's going to help for you. And then there are some people who are just like, well, why do you need that? And why do you need that? And that's just education more on really on our part is how the information that we're asking for really helps us uh, produce the best copy. Uh, another one that I ask for, and you've touched, you touched on it a little bit really is the data elements. Yes. And data is so important, you know, for, for me and, you know, and you as another data nerd, you can't give me enough data points. So (laughs) whether that's the screen captures on, you know, the interaction that people have with your website or it's heat maps or it's, all the Google Analytics data, or it's whatever click data, it's conversion data, it's, you know, this ad to this landing page did this, you know, in sales, 
And then the other thing is after the fact, how did my copy perform against that? Because it's in my best interest to provide the best, the best copy that I can for my clients. And if I don't know how my copy performs at the end, then I, I, can't, I can't turn around. And if it's really, really close to beating the control or hitting whatever metric you're really looking for, if it's close to that, let me know. There's a high likelihood that I'll go, well, here's another headline or two that we can try and test and see if we can bump ourselves over. If it's that simple and we bump ourselves over to where we need, that's great. If it takes more than that, well, that can be another project and we can discuss that in the future on how to get the best and most out of a copy. But that feedback after, you know, after I've submitted it and you've tested it becomes incredibly important to making sure that whether it's on this project or even future projects with them as a... Uh, you know, as a client that I can continue to perform at the highest standards with that type of feedback. Absolutely. And you made a really good point, right? Whether it's on this project or a future project. And that's kind of a, another really important point for me, at least a lot of my clients, you know, we do more than one project together. Of course, I mm -hmm. always prefer to be able to really get into a company, really learn about them, learn about their products, learn about their yeah. audience. So the more I know about how something worked, then the more I can inform on any future projects that I'm going to do for them because this particular approach worked really well. We can see if that particular approach continues to work well for a different section of the audience yep, or absolutely. for a different stage of awareness. Is that still a good approach? Do you need to change the approach for a different stage of awareness? Mm -hmm. It's always really interesting. Um, you know, to be able to use what you've done in the past, which is why, of course, I also always ask for, you know, the past marketing materials, of course, about uh, so that I can compare, right? As you said, if something doesn't work, then there's no point in trying it again. Or if it's been a while to see if some part of that approach does work now, right? Because audiences mature, they change, everything changes over time. But one of the other things that I do, of course, ask for is, you know, a breakdown of their buyer personas. You know, we've mentioned it a lot, right? Who are you targeting? Who are you targeting? Who are you targeting? But in reality, a lot of my clients, they have a very general targeting. We target yeah. XYZ group. And I'm like, XYZ group is really, really big. And there's a ton of different categories within that. And so one of the things I'll often ask for is I'll ask specific questions about their buyer personas. I'll ask if they have buyer personas. And if they don't, then that's something I can usually help them kind of create, you know, dig down a little bit more. I work with a lot of technology companies and they say, oh, we target XYZ company. Okay. okay. XYZ company can benefit from your, your software, absolutely. But who in the company is benefiting from the software? What is their job title? How, yeah. you know, how many hours a week are they looking for a solution in this particular thing? Because it's not the company that's looking for this software. It's a particular person. So even yeah, exactly. being able to, to add that one layer of, okay, you're targeting XYZ types of companies, but you're also targeting the ones who are above this number of employees and who have this mm -hmm. job title because that's who is the best fit for what you do. That's huge. So, you yeah, know, another absolutely. thing I really like is, is to get the buyer personas from people. Yeah. So one, one more thing that I want to mention from a feedback perspective is when I submit copy, the feedback that is the most useful to your copywriter is, is it factually correct? Yes. Is it legally something you can say? Always a good point. <laughs> right? Anything else, I don't like this, this doesn't feel right, oh, I've never used this, this approach before, how interesting. That, by the way, I think is the best 
That's the best feedback I've ever gotten on a piece is I've never, I, we've never even thought about that before. And I'm like, <laughs> fantastic. I've done my job. That doesn't mean just because you've never thought of it, or even if it makes you go, oh, I don't know that I would say that. You're not paying me to say something that necessarily makes you comfortable. You're paying me to give you something that has the potential to sell and sell sell your product. And so I am not arrogant enough to think that I'm the only one that knows how to do what I do. That's even not even remotely close to being true, nor am nor is my way the only way to do anything. However, there's been an, you know, I've written, I've done enough and I've studied enough to go, okay, this is the best possible way based on everything that I've done and everything that I've seen in the past to get sales for your product. And so it's, the best feedback is, is it, you know, can I, can I say it legally and is it actually factually correct? Anything other than that becomes feedback that really waters down your copy because it makes you as the business owner feel safe and sales don't necessarily come from a safe place. They don't come from the most riskiest of places. I'm not looking right. to, to put anybody in, in jail for anything, which is why that whole legally, can you say it type thing really comes into play. But it's about getting the feedback and then trying something, trying something new, right? If you didn't want to try something new, then you know continue doing more of what you've done and you'll get more of the results that you've already gotten. So you've got to come at it from a different angle. And sometimes it does make business owners go, ooh, I don't know about that one. And I'm like, okay, great. Is it factually correct? Can we legally say it? Run it. Let's see what happens. Because you learn more that way as well. So from a feedback perspective, especially once I've submitted the copy, the most that's the most helpful feedback for me to make sure that I can truly dial in what you need in order to sell your product. And, you know, I take a, a slightly uh, different approach to feedback. Yes, can I legally say it? And... Uh, what was the other? Can is I legally it, say it is very, very important? Yes. And, and is it true? Is it factual? That's very important as well. And there can be other feedback, but um, as you were saying, the, the vague terms. This doesn't feel right. I don't like that. I'm I not can't sure. Put about my that. finger on why I don't like this. You know, I can't fix that. So <laughs> exactly, uh, I, I welcome feedback of other types of things, especially if it's like related to voice. Like these are not terms we say. I say okay. Uh, can you tell me some terms you do say to say this, right? Uh, mm-hmm. You want to match your voice always. I'm not at all advocating that you change what you're going to be putting out there. That sounds completely different from what your company represents. But, you know, you need to do the, the as they call it, constructive criticism. And I'm, I'm more than happy to make changes, absolutely. But I need to know the details of what you want changed, such as we need more detail about this benefit okay, that I can do. But telling me, Mm. oh, I don't like it, redo it. Well, what don't you like about it? Can you give me a little bit more details about what section in particular you think needs to be made stronger? Does this not really answer your your audience's questions? So for me, I, I have a little bit more than just those two items, can I say it? And is it factual? But then of course, knowing what exactly the detailed feedback is, as opposed to just, I don't like it. I understand you don't like it. I'm happy to work uh-huh. with you to fix that, but I need a little bit more details about that. Uh, so yeah, you know, we've covered yeah. a couple of things that we send out beforehand, information we want during, information we want after. Any final thoughts on how uh, business owners can work with their copywriters to get the absolute best copy to sell more of their products? And really kind of my parting thought is to think of your copywriter as a partner in the business and actually work with them because they want to work with you. And if you want to work with them to give them, you know, as much information as they need 
to, to get the information out there so that you can sell your product. That's really the best way that, that you can make this work. And it's, it's about having that partnership. And so there's nothing wrong with asking questions. There's nothing, and, and get curious about the copy that, that people are submitting there. It's okay to start with, well, I don't like it. That's, it's, it's an okay place to start. <clears throat> just understand, excuse me, just understand that you're going to, um, you're going to get questions back from your copywriter in order for them to help produce what, you know, the best thing. If you don't like it, okay, what is it about it that you don't like? Is there, is there something that's, is it just making you uncomfortable? Is it that you aren't going to, you know, this isn't how you would say it and there's nothing wrong with that uh, as long as it fits within, you know, kind of the brand voice and guide and everything that you have. But it, it, it really comes down to the more of a partnership that you have with your copywriter, the better copy that you will get and the more sales that you'll get out of that. Absolutely. And I would just add on to that, that uh, when your copywriter is asking for information from you, they're not criticizing you in any way, shape, or form. They Mm -hmm. want as much detail and as much data as possible to make the best possible copy for you. So when they ask for the the 15 marketing plans or the 15 marketing uh, pieces of collateral you've created in the last year that didn't work, uh, they want to know what didn't work so they can make sure to use a different approach, right? It's not saying, oh, this didn't work, of course. It's saying, what didn't work so I can study it so that I can then create something different from a different angle that still speaks to what your audience needs so that I can create the best options for you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Chatting with Copywriters, where we covered what you can provide and work with your copywriter for to get the best copy to increase your sales the most. Thanks for listening. Check out our past episodes and visit us at chattingwithcopywriters.com. If you have a topic or would like to appear on our show, please get in touch with us by filling out the contact form. And don't forget to subscribe either at chattingwithcopywriters.com or on your favorite podcast service such as iTunes or Spotify. And if you like what you hear, please share it with your friends and leave us a review.